Hello and welcome to the Owl Wisdom podcast. I'm Geeta Sundaram from Goa, India, and I'm here to talk to you about all things business, politics, and culture. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to the first of my Owl Wisdom podcasts. Five highs and lows to watch out for in 2020. Now that 2020 has begun, what should we expect this year in terms of economic growth and the politics of course that will accompany it? How will the year pan out given the geopolitical tensions around the world and the rise of populism? Well, I've been thinking about it and from what I have been reading as well, it appears that the world economy in 2020 will be a series of highs and lows, meaning the year ahead might be rather rocky and nothing can be taken at face value. So I'm going to be focusing on the five sets of highs and lows that we can brace ourselves for. Here goes. First off, high protectionism and low trade. Naturally, we can't discuss the global economy without first referring to the ongoing US-China trade war. While the signing of the phase 1 trade deal has come as a relief to many, there is no way we can take it as a sign of the cessation of the trade war. Knowing Trump's penchant for deal making, he's likely to keep the pressure on. as are the chinese likely to drag it out until the us elections in november this year since china and the us are both significant players in global supply chains it's bound to have a tremendous impact on other countries trade already we can see its effect on the growth rates of various economies as estimated by the imf in its recent world economic outlook the only country still coming out looking good is china Despite spinning tariff increases the country has managed a GDP growth of 6.1% while the US is expected to grow at a much slower rate of 2% Japan and the euro area have slowed as well The fastest growing regions are emerging and developing Asia with estimated growth rates of 5.6 to 5.9% over the next 3 years Overall Latin America Sub-Saharan Africa and Middle East and Central Asia are expected to grow reasonably well too. While Trump was most interested in the purchase of American agricultural produce, especially ahead of the elections, the most contentious issues still remain. That said, the fact that both countries are willing to step back is a welcome sign. Just don't pin your hopes on it. Next, high unemployment and low investment. Around the developing and even developed economies high unemployment is a feature of life from European countries such as Greece Spain and France to South Africa and my country India there is just not enough job creation going on worse thanks to technological advances businesses are laying off personnel in India for example companies are even cutting production especially of automobiles in response to falling demand and also retrenching employees Sales of automobiles have fallen by as much as 30% in the past year and given the state of our financial services industry that is saddled with bad debts and insolvency if it weren't for massive recapitalization exercises by the government we can expect worse this year as well even the US which is creating hundreds of thousands of jobs each month is not creating them in sectors such as manufacturing which is what Trump promised his voters in his make america great again campaign But it's not all gloom and doom as we'll see. Take a little breather here. I'll be back with you soon.
You've been listening to the Owl Wisdom podcast on the five highs and lows of the global economy in 2020. Next up, high stock markets and low demand and higher oil prices. Hi, welcome back. So let's get to the third set of highs and lows. High stock markets and low demand. If you've been wondering about the disconnect between the markets and the real economy, you're not alone. It's been the defining feature of the global economy since the 1990s. Put it down to globalization, technology, and the over-financialization of the economy. As Thomas Piketty and his colleagues have been saying, the returns to capital have been greater than the growth rates of economies, and naturally there's been a falling share to labor. Well, what do you think happens when labor increasingly loses its bargaining power, when real median wages don't rise for decades, when entire industries are disrupted and millions find themselves out of a job? Consumption gets crimped, of course, and that's what's been happening in India for the past few years. In our case, of course, you can add the demonetization effect, which was the main culprit in destroying millions of businesses and jobs in the small-scale and informal sector, which accounts for 90% of our employment, by the way. Ah, but there are winners too. And these are the fat cats of the financial investor and trader community. The low growth of most economies in 2019 was accompanied by new highs in the stock markets, including in India. I think we can expect that to continue in 2020 with high liquidity conditions in global financial markets and the money flowing to higher relatively speaking of course growth economies stock markets in emerging and developing economies should do reasonably well finally of course we do have the big geopolitical effect which looms large and could play spoiler high tensions higher oil prices leading to higher inflation in many economies The US Iran Georgia is not going away anytime soon. For now it's good that Trump has stepped back, but you can never tell with his unpredictable policy making what happens after he gets re-elected this year. And with the US economy still growing and jobs being created, albeit slowly, that is a very real possibility. Emboldened by his victory, he could once again pivot to aggression vis-a-vis Iran, given that his administration doesn't really have a coherent policy for the Middle East. In recent days, oil prices have already climbed higher, and for countries like India, which imports around 85 to 90 percent of its crude oil, that is a huge burden on the economy, from ordinary citizens to businesses. We have already seen higher inflation towards the end of 2019 thanks to rising food inflation in India but that could spiral thanks to higher oil prices as well. Stagflation, low growth or stagnation accompanied by high inflation is a very real and imminent threat in India. Which brings me to the biggest highs and lows that we can all expect across the world. But that's after this break. See you soon. You're listening to the Our Wisdom podcast. In this final section we'll be discussing low interest rates and high debt.
Welcome back. So what are these biggest highs and lows of 2020 going to be? Low interest rates, high debts. If there is anything we can be sure of, it is that central banks will continue to keep the cost of capital low as they've been doing for the past couple of years, provided there is room to do so. In the absence of a sensible and coherent fiscal policy in many countries, monetary policy has had to come to the rescue. At a recent AEA conference, former Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke presented a paper widely reported on, including by The Economist, which argued that forward guidance and new monetary policy tools, including negative interest rates, can still be effective in providing room of around 3% in interest rates. In response to citizens' protests too, governments everywhere will be forced to consider turning on the fiscal tap and incur larger spending programs which will only increase the debt and worsen the fiscal situation. In European countries, on the other hand, years of fiscal austerity have already led to mountains of debt being accumulated. So, where does all this leave us? Well, it means that countries will have to resort less to protectionism and more to sensible fiscal policies that enable people to be reskilled and trained for better jobs. Infrastructure development projects that put people back to work and create much-needed infrastructure will also be required. Most of all, it means that the world will have to find ways to get along better, do trade together and invest in each other. Looking at the way Trump has upended the international order since he took office in 2017, that seems quite an ask. Trump and other world leaders will have to realize that multilateralism is the only way forward. If his election doesn't make him realize it, China certainly will. That's all from me this time. Thank you for listening. On the eve of the Indian Union budget being presented in Parliament tomorrow, I sign off, keeping my fingers crossed and hoping that we will get to hear some sensible policies this time around. See you again next month. It's goodbye from me, Geeta Sundaram at the Owl Wisdom Podcast. For more Owl Wisdom, read my blog peripateticperch.com and follow me on LinkedIn and Twitter.